Welcome to Digital Hospitality. I'm your host, Sean Walchef. This is a Cali Barbecue Media production. We are coming to you live from the Restaurant Transformation Tour in Los Angeles at the Wiltern Theater. Restaurant 365 has put on this incredible event. And for us, we believe that it's so important. The whole thesis of this podcast, the thesis of the show, is digital hospitality. Every business needs to be digital first, and every business needs to be in the hospitality business. Um, for me, it's very exciting to be able to be with industry leaders. You gentlemen just came off stage. So there is a reason why you've been selected among the 400 people, the thousands of restaurant operators, tens of thousands of restaurant operators. You work for Restaurant 365. You're the CEO of Dine Technology. Why were you selected to mic drop the stage? Well, I guess being a sponsor helped. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, we love honesty. Honesty is a great way to start I think, the show. Yeah, so part of it, look, we've been along for the ride with Restaurant 365 through... Uh, since the, the early days, I don't know, maybe it started 2013, 2014, but it really was not a usable, That's really good. We're usable ask application take the, take the jacket off. until 2016. And I, I, I've been, uh, I got into the restaurant business almost by accident, as most people do. And since the day I entered the business, I've become a real student and junkie of restaurant technology and accounting and understanding it from perspective of like I want to, I want to be in this business. I want to make, I want to be as successful as possible. I want to, I want to please the guest. I want the highest sales, the best food costs, the, the most optimized labor cost. And I saw this application, Restaurant Three Sixty Five. I'm like, um, I'd sold off a lot of my restaurants. We had six left, and I'm like, this is really good technology, and this can help me do what I've done for close to thirty years with a lot less manpower. It has all the features. We bought really expensive accounting. We bought an accounting system. The last accounting system I bought in maybe a few years before Restaurant 365, I think it cost us 150 grand. Really? To, in, in, in the software and implementation and customization. Wow. Um, and here I could, you know, for a couple hundred dollars a month per location, I could buy this software that, that actually did it better. And I could throw them, I mean, you think back to 2016, you could throw away the server room. I mean, I felt like I was a slave to that server room. Every time the servers went down, virtual machine went down, you had to keep up with the technology. I'm like, we can get rid of that. I won't get a call, you know, I'm, I'm out doing something important. Someone's calling me that I can't get the server to boot, can't get the account, I can't get the, the checks paid. So, you know, it's been a pretty incredible experience watching the company grow, being very um, involved sometimes aggravated sometimes uh, <laughs> opinionated yeah. honesty sometimes, leading with honesty is a good good uh, way to go i think you know very cordially suggestive and uh you know it's it's really become something awesome it's allowed us to build a business that's um i think extremely valuable to our clients that has been really become like part of a, a major ecosystem like you've got restaurant 365 at the core and now you've got like, you know, when we're talking about toast is taking over the world. So now we've become real experts in toast and toast payroll and lunchbox and uh, all the three, the, the, all the services that have been in the 3PD uh, orders and RAM credit cards and we build integrations and we pull all this stuff together. And we, you know, a as this world keeps getting more and complex and complex for restaurants, you know, and sales are gradually going up, but you know, labor costs are going up and food costs, how do we survive? So it's kind of like, we keep getting these curveballs, and like, it's, you know, pretty interesting subject matter for us to how to figure out how to keep reinventing 
the system and how all the pieces work together. So, you know, and it's been, uh, you know, so it's been a great ride. So Scott, give, let the listeners know and the people that are watching, give us the elevator pitch. What's Dyn Technologies? What do you guys do? So Dyn Technology, uh, let's start with the name. So Dyn, I've been in the restaurant business for 30 years. Our, I left uh, practicing law, UCLA graduate. Um, <laughs> so uh, my, my, we had an idea. We, t we, we created a public company, raised some money as young kids, and we went out and set sail building restaurants. And we probably did a dozen brands, maybe two-thirds of them franchised, a third were our own concepts. And along the way, it was always, um, always had really good accounting systems, never used QuickBooks, um, and really good tech, really good you know, back office systems, polling POS systems since, since early on. And I uh, met the folks at Restaurant 365 back in 2016, got with John Moody, said, I really wanted, like guys, tell me how I can buy in. I need to get yeah. in here. And you know, I wasn't persuasive enough. I needed to try harder. Uh, but John's You're an like, attorney. Well, You're an attorney. You aren't yeah, persuasive I, enough? Come on. I, I, I can't. I, He's pretty persuasive. My I can and I see. can't sell you any, but like, let's think about what we can do. So here's some options. How about outsourced accounting? I'm like, uh, let me think about that. Let me do some due diligence. And I'm like, yeah, I think this, there could be a market for this. And um, so we jumped in um, and I thought I could use uh, my experience in running restaurants, running uh, accounting financial department restaurants, uh, using you know, all kinds of tech. And uh, you know, we set sail um, and we're finally really now seeing the kind of um, the actual coming to life of, of what the vision was five years ago. Um, the one thing that I didn't really think about that, that has really become a big part of what we're doing is the fact that Dying Technology would not just be a company who mastered other people's technology, yes. but we we're going to have to build our own technology. And I think today, it's like the it's like learning to speak Spanish, right? Yes. Learning to develop technology and software. Maybe maybe I don't code, but I write specifications and I dream up things and and, and have teams that work with us. But you need to. There will never be. I mean, never. It'll be a long time before all these systems can all talk together. Yep. But you need to be able to bring these things together. Restaurant 365 enables, uh, has some good features that enable you to integrate, but you still often have to figure out how am I going to get them to talk together? How am I going to optimize? And so it's been, uh, you know, I, I knew we'd have to hire great people. I knew we'd have to master Restaurant 365. I knew we'd have to master a lot of the other uh, parts of the tech stack. I knew we'd have to uh, coach folks on, on what what to buy and what not to buy and help them vet it out, I didn't realize that we'd actually have to build software, but that's actually been one of the most fun parts of, of where we've gone. I spend about half my time right now just working with our developers on developing software and you know, two thirds of it is developed specifically to work with Restaurant 365. That's very interesting. Mark, what do you, for you, first of all, how long have you been with Restaurant 365? Five and a half years. So for people that listen to the show, one of the things that we lean on is story. Story is so important. Mm -hmm. It's why we're compelled to listen to a podcast. It's why we're compelled to come to a conference. It's why we're compelled to bring a company into our tech stack. What was the Restaurant 365 story that compelled you to say, I want all in on this company? So this, it, this is going to be my yeah, career path. It's, it's my, my origin story, right? If we're going to get yeah. MCU on this. That's my origin right. origin story is, you know, I was, I was running a, a restaurant group here called Border Grill Restaurant Group, Mary Sue Milliken and Susan Feneker. We had implemented C2IT very early days. We were working with James McGeehee, who spoke earlier today. Yep. Oh, we, were, we were super early adopters of C2IT. Uh, and you know, I moved into the corporate office and sort of oversaw our tech stack, and we implemented Intact and 
bill.com and hot schedules and paychecks. So all these disparate systems that we had to get to talk to each other. It's the same problem we have today, right? Yep. We're, we're trying to get better at keeping everything unified in a single solution. Uh, and we hired an accounting firm to come in and clean up our books because we had been on QuickBooks. We made that mistake for 25 <laughs> years and our books were a mess. Yes. So this firm came in and cleaned up the books and they had a restaurant management division and I took our tech stack and basically applied it to the restaurant management division and went and did restaurant management for about 45 local California restaurants. And at the time, uh, Morgan Harris who was still in startup mode. He tried to sell me Restaurant 365. I like him. And How I, was he at sales? He was great. Was he a good he's, negotiator? I mean, he's, he's, <laughs> Morgan is, is still the master. Um, he still gets up at our SKOs and gets everybody fired up yes. to, to sell the product. He is very. I've never seen somebody that passionate about restaurant. Oh accounting. my god! And the first, the first user <laughs> group. It's sexy. Oh my god! Remember what did he do at the, the New York, the original New York user group where he got that 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 startup thing he did. He got everybody yelling. The yelling. three banger? The three banger. Yeah, what was the three <laughs> banger? <laughs> do the three yeah, tell me, what does he yeah. do? So, so this is something he picked up at like his son's basketball yeah, game in okay. high school. Okay. So rather than applaud, which is just kind of sloppy and messy, although clearly works in a space like the Wiltern. So yes. today we've been applauding. But normally at our user groups, we've been in hotel conference rooms, yep. board rooms, uh, and it's just a three banger on three. And it'll go one, two, three, and everybody just <laughs> does three claps. And so, you know, if somebody's underwhelming, they get a one-banger. Like, okay. Oh, okay. One-banger one and a three-banger. Maybe a two-banger. Okay. But three-bangers were like, the th this is the first yeah. event we haven't had the three-bangers. Rip the three-bangers. Well, it's not over, so maybe he's going to close with it. Maybe he might. He'll on. bring it out tomorrow when we're in the uh, hotel boardrooms doing our, our product uh, yeah, sessions. Yeah. Yes. He'll probably pull the three-banger back. You might have to have a whole episode just called the three banger. The <laughs> three banger. Yeah. We'll have to bring. We'll, I'll make him do a TikTok video. A three yeah, banger yeah, yeah. TikTok. Oh, that's a great idea. I will definitely do that because uh, did I get Tony to do one? When I interviewed Tony at the uh, at the CR at the uh, NRA event in yeah. Chicago, um, we interviewed him for this podcast, and I didn't get him on TikTok. So I, I need to get both of them. Yeah, they both cool. need to get on TikTok. Oh, they're Three bangers on TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. We're going to do that. Um, but clearly, I didn't buy the product. So, but you bought him. in. What, well, what was I started the... hammering him with all these questions about because I had been using the, the main issue I had as an operator with C2. It I loved it as a product. Yeah. But I'd be looking at my operation statement, and I'd know what my food cost was week over week according yep. to the system I was using. <laughs> it would scrub through the accounting cycle. I get my P and L two weeks later. Yep. And I'd have a different number. That's never going to happen in our product. Yeah, because it's unified. I don't think people really understand that. I don't know. If how important what he just said is. Please. Well, because that was my bonus. Well, so, you know, there's three main metrics in, in, in the restaurant business. Sales, food cost, labor cost. Always has been, always will be, I think. Um, until we have robots do everything. It'll be robot costs, I guess. Loyalty but that, is now the fourth. Yeah. So, um, you have this traditional back office reporting where you're bringing your invoices in and figuring what your cost of food, your cost of goods is. Um, and then traditionally you would then, it's a separate system, so you'd have to get the, export those invoices and get them into accounting. But it never worked perfectly. The exports might be messed up, that people would buy stuff and it would never go into the, to the reporting system and go in the accounting system. And so people would say, oh yeah, I'm gonna get my bonus, I'm at 28%. And then the, then the accountant gives them the report at the end, at the, at the end of the, and they 31%, no bonus. And you're like, what do you mean no bonus? Yeah. And then, you, and then if you have to ask, how do you reconcile the two of them? Then someone's going to have to sit there for a month trying to figure it out, and you can never figure it out. And that's the hardest part, because by the time you get to the point of analyzing a P&L in that sort of old school cycle, 
you don't remember what happened no. three four weeks ago. It's, it's too long. It's too long. It's like, too long. I need to be reacting in the now, yep. in, in the present. And that was what attracted me to Restaurant 365. That, and also doing month-end close for 45 restaurants that were, you know, some were on QuickBooks, some were on Intact, some were on City Light. Knowing that in Restaurant 365, if I was doing my daily, weekly, monthly tasks, I just bank wreck and my P&L's done. Like, to get a P&L in your hands two days after month-end is, that's unheard of. Or it was it's not now it's pretty common with our software but so back in the day, for me one of the exciting things having the technology that we have in our pockets with podcasts and TikTok videos and LinkedIn is that we can connect with the humans behind technology that we can develop relationships with the people that you're building your own tech literally to work with restaurant 365 but you're also loud and vocal with the people that you work with at restaurant 365 why is it important for restaurant owners to not only take surveys from their tech companies but also say hey why aren't you building this or how can you build this better well, it is important. I think, you know, it's complicated though. So most restaurant, people who develop restaurants don't, are usually the t type of people that are not typically financial people. Yes. And True. so it's just like something like, typically it's like, oh yeah, we need to have P&Ls. Yeah. You know, basically it you still happens. You mean not sexy? No. Like, like, look, if, if you're you're doing sales and your bank account's going up, and you're like, it's all good. Yeah. I don't care. Taxes, P&Ls, and, you know, we're paying the bills, we're doing well. And then all of a sudden, you hit a bad streak and the bank account's going down. You're like, what's going on? And, like, you can't explain it. And you, now, most other businesses, you're like, you start a business, the first thing you do is you got to figure out, you got to try to figure out, like, are, are we building something to make money? What are my costs? What are my sales? What what? And it just, I don't know, it's just that in this industry, it's been the way it evolved. And so to get, if you actually pulled, pulled it back and said, okay, if, if you invest this, you're gonna get that. The this to that ratio is massive, but trying to get people to understand that, like it, it's a little painful, you have to spend some extra time, but once yeah. you spend the extra time, then you spend less time and you make more money, but to get a lot of restaurant folks into the mode of understanding like would you invest ten thousand dollars to make five hundred thousand dollars of course you would but a lot of restaurant folks are, they, they don't feel comfortable they don't really yeah. think it's going to happen when you know if you, if you went through the use cases you went through the case studies you would see it almost always happens but it's just hard for people to buy into it yeah, I mean, I think slowly I'm and surely that's changing. Running our barbecue business for the last 15 years, I remember the first four years of how hard we struggled. We struggled to make payroll. We struggled to pay our bills. We didn't know what we were doing. And it was reading industry articles, finding out what other people were doing. And I mean, there was a line that just because you have a busy restaurant doesn't mean you have a profitable business. Yeah. And it was kind of like this aha moment of if you don't know your prime costs, you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. If you don't have weekly profit and loss statements, you have no chance of ever right. making a success. What do you think? when you meet restaurant owners that have the aha moment, once they're actually empowered with the technology, have you had any stories of, of, of the things that they've been able to do by, by bringing on something like Restaurant 365? Yeah, I mean, it, it's unfortunate you can still lose money on $16 million in annual revenue. Crazy. I've seen it, yeah. right? Like, but it's typically because they're not paying attention, yep. they're asleep at the wheel, and they're not, they don't have a tech stack in place or, or a partner in place that's gonna yep. help steer them in the right way. So. 
Uh, do you have a good aha moment? Oh my God! So <laughs> yeah, so many. Lots of aha moments. And you know, it's it's almost geometric. So the longer we work with a company, typically the better it gets. It's painful. Yep. The first year is painful. Yeah. Change a lot of things. It doesn't happen overnight. But let's just take a group that I met by when I first started up. Um, There's a, a group in New York City called Naya. Great guy, Hadi Kafuri, originally from Lebanon, came to the United States as a, 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 you know 15 years ago. Entrepreneurial family starts a a Lebanese uh, Mediterranean restaurant, mildly successful. Then he realized he, he should do a quick casual. And he starts building, he builds a few of these uh, Lebanese quick casual, shawarma bowls, amazing. Um, really great recipes, great quality, really fast, amazing at delivery. Um, and we met him, but he had a, you know, he had a bookkeeper, a woman who would come every other week and pick up the invoices and produce some financial statements. And he's like, He's, he was thinking of taking some on some uh, you know equity partners, and he's like, I really need to like I need to get real accounting. I need to put the food cost and my labor cost in. You know, we work with them for now for uh, maybe four or five years, and it took time because they were not, you know, they were they work really hard. They were lean on the overhead, so just to get inventory in and weekly food costs, food costs per store, get their commissary use the commissary module to get their commissary figured out, how much the commissary costs, how to allocate that to the stores, get them on uh, Restaurant 365 labor schedule, give them targets of what to schedule to, look at your actual versus scheduled every day, which is something I asked Restaurant 365 to create, I was pretty vocal and they did so that you paint this picture of labor cost and you say, I wanna run 22%, you build a schedule 22%, yeah. then you check every day and make sure that whatever you schedule is actually what they work. So. Uh, in that whole evolution, they were they sold a majority interest to a private equity firm. Hadi still is a, a a major investor in the company. He's the founder, is the CEO. But and now it's like every week the prime cost report comes out on Thursday. Awesome. And you know consistently, food costs. You know it's it's a struggle. It's harder harder today because of inflation. But it's they're at twenty nine percent food costs. They're at twenty five to twenty six percent labor costs. Their stores have volumes that for a five day a week uh, business district in New York that are probably hard to imagine. And you know, it, it's still tough, they still have a lot of fees, a lot of delivery or whatever, but his margins are sharp, his margins are sharp. And it's just like, it becomes like clockwork. And now if we have one week where the food cost or labor costs a little high, everybody gears into motion and they kind of know how to fix it quickly. Unfortunately, they're not a great candidate for actual versus theoretical. <laughs> Online they are, but they, because they're, it's a, um, it's a, uh, you know, it's like a, a Chipotle type of line yeah. where you, yeah, yeah, they're very fast. So they, 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 they ring up at the end. You pick, you've got 15 toppings. You can get all 15, yeah. but they, they do like 2000 tickets and something crazy. They, they have only one cashier because the cashier just has to ring bowl, 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 and they move the line right. so quickly. Um, there's another interesting part of the story. So we finally figured out a way that we were going to actually be able to do actual versus theoretical. And then Grubhub messed us up. What a surprise. So <laughs> Grubhub, you know, for years, people are trying to figure out how do, how do we get these, we got to get Grubhub and Uber, we got to get them into the POS. So yes. there's a whole cottage yep. industry in the companies that get those, uh, get that stuff into the POS. It started yep. out by scraping emails and then they finally came up with the APIs. Great. We're cruising along, we work for like six months, we get all the recipes, we figure a way, even though it's cafeteria style, that we're gonna get this thing to work. We analyze exactly what percentage of 
for every hundred customers, how many get every topping? We have it all figured out. We know what the online is. And Grubhub moves, they have a thing called group order, where in big offices in New York, and they share 50 people, you know, kind of yeah. it goes yep. around and everybody can order, get delivered at the same time. And they move it to a new platform, their catering platform, and they're like, huh, nobody can integrate it with. There's no reports and there's no API. And I'm like, that's just a curveball. Like anyone who's in the ecosystem of restaurants, a major, company like they got to cooperate they have to make the data available it's just yes. it just so messes you up um you know what what it, what things cost is one thing and we can debate like everybody's entitled to charge whatever they want you want the service you pay for it yeah but like it's almost an obligation today you got to provide the data you got to let people use the data to run their business efficiently and it's um i think that's the one thing that we all have to really work hard on is that everybody has to figure out, like everyone has a part in the ecosystem and we have to figure out, it's not easy and maybe you can't do it yourself, but you gotta let people get in there and figure out how to tie these things together. It's just essential for, the margins are so tough these days. Yeah, you can't you can't be building walled gardens in this, in this climate. It's just not cost effective. And there's, there's still people doing it. I mean, we're very, we're, we're vendor agnostic. We'll work with anybody. Yep. I mean, we built the QuickBooks integration. Yep. We're an accounting platform. Yep. But if you just wanna use your inventory yeah. and use QuickBooks, we're gonna let you do that. Like we, we, if you want to work with us, we are happy to work with you. Well, I mean, we, it's we want to get as much the, data the foundational as philosophy. Mm-hmm. It gives you such a competitive advantage. I mean, I, we talk about barbecue the same way that the craft beer industry in San Diego grew. It wasn't because Ballast Point was competing with Stone. It was all of these breweries sharing secrets right. with each other, coming together, community. which is why they made such a strong bar, uh, such a strong brewery community. Same thing we do with barbecue. We celebrate all the other barbecue restaurants in San Diego. We bring them together. We do amateur barbecue contests, professional contests. But some of our greatest tech partners that we use, they're not scared to work with other yeah. people. They understand that by working with other leaders in the business, you actually make your core products that much stronger. Yeah, absolutely. So you guys were just on stage. What is the one question, the one question that you did not ask this thought leader right next to you? (laughs) Give him the toughest question for our viewers, all the people that get to hear this. The one question that that we can take away. And I think I know the answer, but I'm going to ask you. What, What... Right now, what's the biggest pain point for your clients? Uh, from a pay, tech standpoint. Pain point for our clients? Or for you guys? I think from the client's perspective, it, it's frustration that they can't, like, why, why, can't, why is it this easier? You know, it's not. <laughs> right. Why can't we build a food cost that's easier? Yeah. Why, run my why can't it, yeah, why, like I have a labor schedule, why can't it schedule for me? Like, <laughs> like there, some things you just can't eliminate the hard work. So yeah. like you can build great labor scheduler. I did it myself. It took me a year for a concept I owned where I was yell- literally yelled at by the, by the franchisor that my labor was too high. Franchisors usually tell it's too low. They want more sales. And we, st- we had to study it for a year. We had to sit in there and watch how much sales we were doing and how many people we had. And it's complex. You need four people. But if, they're, if there's a new hire, you need five people. If you got really good people. So, so, so you know, it doesn't eliminate the hard work. It just means that once you do the hard work, you can actually get it to work. I think for me, the, um, you know, the biggest challenge is I, I didn't realize how difficult it would be to build the standard operating procedures and the detailed task list to get everybody on point. Um, you know, we like to hire people. I tell people all the time, 
We're a great place if you want to learn and understand. We're a terrible place to work if you want to memorize. You got to understand what you're doing, so you yep. make the right decisions because you understand. Yeah. But it's still, um, you know, trying to get everybody to do kind of the same thing all the time. So is a lot harder than I thought. And we hired someone, Deanna, um, about a year and a half ago. A great woman who's, uh, uh, you know, I hired her with the thought she'd become the CEO. She earned it. She is the COO. She here. Yeah, Deanna's here. She's awesome. amazing. And there you, you go. know, Shout she out. spends most of her time developing standard operating procedures, detail to work specifically with Restaurant 365 and our yeah. other softwares, but it's literally do this, do that, press this button, do that, think about this. And then we use a, a really good program um, called ClickUp. You guys heard of ClickUp? Yeah, I've heard of ClickUp. Yeah. So ClickUp, like we've used a lot of these different uh, project management softwares. Yeah. None of them really were worked for us, but ClickUp is really, it's a task management software system. Uh, they advertise like in airports and train yep. stations, they say like, you know, save a day a week or something, and you kind of do, but it it's really good at developing task lists, detailed task lists, recurring task lists that with all different types of permutations, but with great visibility um, for people sitting above so, and great automation. So you can really see <coughs> someone can sit over 10 accounts and see what, what's been done and what hasn't been done. And we have these automations. So literally if you're working on something and the DSS file, the polling file, mm -hmm. and the POS isn't, there's a problem. You can click a button called needs help and then your supervisor will then get on their list and they'll say, you know, I couldn't, and they'll say, I couldn't do this because this isn't mapped properly. Can I get some help or something? So building out, I, I just never realized that it was going to be this challenging to actually build all those SOPs. Yeah. But that's what it takes. And you know, once you do build it though, and, and people get, get into it, it makes it so much easier to, to hire new people, to move people around. And, um, you know, and I, I always thought, I always, when I talked to the, uh, to all the senior folks at Restaurant 365, I said, you know, you guys build great technology, but really the, the end result of what, what you need to do is not just build this great technology, but really be kind of a learning tool for people to learn how to do great accounting for restaurants, mm -hmm. to guide them through the way to do that, to understand that it's not, just don't build this because XYZ client customer is a big customer and they're, they're gonna buy 200 licenses or 500 licenses but think about what are the best practices, how should this be done, and, and guide people. Because that, you know, people, um, it's valuable if you have this great software tool that can do a lot of things. Yeah. It's more valuable if you can actually teach people the processes and, yes. and say, this is what you do, and the this is why you can do it so easily in this yeah. application. So I think that's really where, where this is gonna go, and why five or 10 years from now, this software will just be like every restaurant I literally think, I mean, maybe not every, but most restaurants will I mean, be using Restaurant 365. Yeah, it's amazing to me when you think, you know, almost 30,000 restaurants that you guys are in. Toast is in 60,000 restaurants. According to Toast, is 850,000 restaurants in the United States. And I don't know how many restaurants globally, but all of the things that we talk about. I mean, we believe so much in storytelling and technology. We're on Clubhouse, we're on podcasts, we're on TikTok. We're talking to restaurant owners all over the globe 
delivery is important no matter where you right. are on earth. Yeah. I'm literally going to be in Bulgaria next week having same conversations that I have here in Los Angeles, the same conversations I had in Chicago at the National Restaurant Association. I'll be talking to that same restaurant owner about online ordering, about right. fixing their point of sale mm -hmm. system, about what kind of accounting system. So it's like this stuff matters and it's hard for us being on the inside, you know, at this event where everybody's, you know, we're playing the game within the game. It's hard to think like we're still early. Yeah, <laughs> we're still so early. Not wrong. Yeah. And but that's what's exciting. So I just wanted to thank, um, you know, both of yeah, you gentlemen awesome. for your time. Uh, where can people um, follow up, ask you any questions? We'll yeah, sure. So uh, we just launched a new website. I think it's pretty awesome. There Dying, you go. DyingTechnology.com. It's Beautiful. got everything on there. It's got a contact, our backgrounds. It's got links to our, our software and um, call us. We don't really care if people call us and just want some advice. We're not looking for our services. We're, you know, we love the networking. You never know. You help someone, they help, they help someone else, they help you back. So I think, I think building, you know, there are 30,000, I think 30,000 restaurants. From what I've seen, like the great software applications in America have hit like, you know, 100, 125,000 restaurants. That's typically when you get up into like the, t I think it's the top 20 chains control, I don't know, 70% of locations. Yeah. But so when you look at, although there's 850,000 addressable sites, if, we, if we're not talking about the Taco Bells, the McDonald's, and, and you're doing work with some of those yeah. now, yeah. but we're talking about the bulk of the independent restaurants or franchisees of, 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 of concepts, yeah. they're already there, but Within a couple of years, you'll be at 100,000, 150,000, and then Easily. it will just be like, there will be no other answer. Yeah. yeah. That's the plan. So That's how can plan. people connect with you? Uh, we just launched a new website as well. Restaurant 360. <laughs> I'm talking about you personally. <laughs> Me personally? Because so, everyone wants a guy behind a guy. Yeah, so, so I, and I am the guy behind the guys okay. now. So The guys behind the guys. So when I... Yeah. You can make things happen. So I'm, I'm <laughs> technically a solutions architect now. Oh, so solutions architect. I like that. <laughs> I support the customer success management team. So Digital hospitality so, specialist. It, basically. So if somebody's <laughs> got a high level need reporting or getting a new module up and running or trying to figure out a new or unique way to use the product or the software, that's where I sort of come in. I bridge the gap between customer success, product development, engineering, sort of kind of project manager, any sort of high level needs. Commercial for Mark. He is literally awesome. He's one of the, there are very Thanks, few people. Man. No, it's true. There are very few people that really understand the full scope of Restaurant 365, it's yeah. hard. Mm -hmm. There's so many different components and there's literally probably a half people of people in, in the world. Mark really understands almost every aspect in depth um, and he's been incredibly helpful to us and you know, hundreds of yeah. clients and trying to figure out how to utilize and just holding holding hands sometimes when things get a little, I mean, it's very rare now, but in the earlier days, there were, there were a few shaky times. Yeah. So I love what kind, I do. I really kind do. of working through, the, working through the tough times and celebrating the good times. Yeah, so as always, um, we have weekly clubhouse calls on Wednesday and Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific, Pacific time. Uh, please join us. We have restaurant operators, um, digital marketing specialists, media people from all over the world. Um, please join us on that call. My grandfather taught me to stay curious, to get involved, and to ask for help. So if you're inspired by this conversation, please reach out to these gentlemen. We'll put links into the show notes so that you can do your due diligence. But um, we always learn by doing. And events like this, this Restaurant Transformation Tour, it's really cool. It's really inspiring. Um, we hope that you guys continue to put these events on. And uh, thank you for your time.